Welcome back to the Sudanish Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind achieved victory in battle, how they took care of the fallen warriors, how the funeral rites for the sick warriors were commanded and performed. The warriors were drifted and absorbed into the Bias River. Guru Hargobind commanded that Abdul Khan, his two sons, and the five generals be buried. The last chapter ended discussing how the praise of the Guru had spread so vastly, speaking of the Guru as the greatest warrior, one who would bestow kingdom to his Sikhs. Chapter 45 now begins with the great poets and Tolk Singh saying, Listen up, all Sikhs and Singhs. Listen to the delightful, flavorful stories of the true Guru. I've recited the great praise of the compassionate Guru and how this battle took place. Guru Hargobind, the exalted warrior, was seated as if the very form of enlightenment. He then commanded to his Masan saying, Now create a large fort here, around all sides. Within the fort, a beautiful city will be made, with large and small residences. Construct five gates for the village. Have many craftsmen and workers come to the city to construct it quickly. Go call them. Give them great amounts of wealth for their service. So the Masans then carried out the plans just in accordance with the command of the Guru. They gave out money to the workers, great amounts of that money, which pleased them greatly. They were calling these workers to come to this area to begin building the wall out of the bricks which were being prepared. The workers, hearing the calls, would come streaming into the city. The workers began writing up plans and making bricks. They were so happy to have this work, receiving so much generous pay from the Guru, and from which they felt such great love arise in their heart for the Guru. Within the city, they started making residences both for the rich and the poor of the city, for everybody alike. It was such a festive vibe there. Many people were coming to view the new city being built. Then Guru Hargobind thought in his heart while looking over at the house of Gerer. He thought, I want to wipe out the roots of this enemy who was so arrogant going against us. If the foundation remains here of that guy's house, then extended relatives will come and claim this property as their own. They'll consider the city their own and they'll get help from the Turk, the rulers, and then build up their house there again. Thinking this, Guru Hargobind then gave out the command, Okay, Rudolf's house is at this place. Let's tear it down to the ground, taking all the materials very far from here and uproot its own foundation so that nobody can claim the spot in the future. It's suitable, it's appropriate that it be a Taramsala, a Gurdwara. But with the strength of the Turks at this time, at some point they'll come here and these idiots, they will tear it down and rebuild Gerr's house. They'll start a conflict with us. So I want to make something that won't be a problem, which will remain here standing. That's why we should construct a mosque here, Masit. Place a beautiful door at the front. The Turks will have great love for it and won't ever try to tear it down to make Gerr's house again. So the Masans did this, had it constructed. The poets and Tolksing says, even till this day, it is known that a mosque is there, built by the Guru. Guru Hargobind stayed here in the monsoon season, taking in great pleasure from the area. In the sky, clouds hold water like how a benevolent person holds, adorns their body. The clouds pour down without distinction, whether on barren land, really dry spots, or on farms. Looking at these clouds, everybody gets so pleased, just like how everyone is pleased hearing the words of the Guru, which plants the seed of love within. The sweet sound of the clouds thundering makes the peacocks go in great happiness. They sing out loudly, like how listening to Kirtan, a Sikh, a Jagyasu, one who desires wisdom, sings and then has great enlightenment arise in their heart. 
Toads and frogs bellow, making noise, how six sound when reading the Guru's words. Like how, with a lot of water, the fish get so happy. Like how a six streams in the great love of the Guru experiencing great bliss and happiness. But thistle grass are like the Guru's slanderers. They can't handle this water. They can't handle the pure praise of the Guru. The whole world blossomed and sprouted forth. Like how the Guru's six have spread over the entire world. The flow of the river widened greatly, going beyond the riverbanks, like how the devotees were just swimming in the love of the Guru, enjoying the rust, the flavor of devotion. The monsoon season with the rains have caused the sprouting of many seeds, like how many virtues sprout up through Sikhi. Guru Hargobind would go and sit by the riverbank, looking at the vast river. It was streaming so forcefully, quickly. Even logs and parts of the trees were being carried through in its path. The water was so dark and dirty with all these trees and logs, it would smash against the riverbank. This stream of love for the Guru as it flows, it carries forth with it and pulls down countless trees and junk, analogous to countless vices. And when that stream of Gyan wisdom smashes the riverbanks of Ragdwek, the polarity of like and dislike which arises from ego, it destroys that. Every now and then, Guru Hargobind would organize at the Bhan a court session, holding court where Rababis would sing Kirtan. People from the nearby villages would come and bringing with them offerings. They would bow down to the Guru, recognizing the Guru's great glory. In every village and big city of the region, day by day, the Guru's radiance and glory spread greatly. Bidichan's horse had suffered some great injuries in the battle, and soon after the battle, it had passed away. Many other warriors and their horses also passed away as, as a result of their injuries. But Guru Hargobind took care of everybody there, supplying them all with food, drinks, supplies. The compassionate Guru made sure everybody was good and began to purchase more horses of great value, which could run so quick and were super strong and built. He was giving these horses as gifts to the six. The warriors would ride them and be so impressed, praising the Guru and the horses. But Guru Hargobind himself was, wasn't able to find a horse that he was happy with, one of great value that he'd enjoyed riding, which was really agile and strong, which could handle the heavy weight of the Guru. Firstly, the Guru was quite heavily built. He was very strong. He had a lot of weight to him. Secondly, the compassionate Guru loved riding fast, so he didn't find any particular horse of interest which could handle his style of riding. He would remember his old horse, that bay-colored horse, which was so stunning and had all the good signs of a strong horse. The Guru would say, We brought that horse from Lahore with a lot of effort, and it made me so happy. I rode that horse for so long, but now after taking some injuries, it has passed away. Guru Hargobind was speaking with everybody about getting another horse, saying, Wherever you can get a really strong horse, bring it, purchase it. I'll pay for whatever you ask for it. We'll be so happy with it. You won't get a horse like that around this area, so go far out and go look where one can obtain one. Other Sikhs and warriors of that area would come and enlist in the Guru's army. Guru Hargobind would keep them there close. This is how some time passed with Guru Hargobind always looking for a new horse. The Sikh congregations from the west, the Afghanistan area, they all got together in one spot. They were coming to receive the darshan, the divine sight of the Guru. Within that congregation, there was a Sikh named Sapagga. He was super fortunate. He was really wealthy. He got together all his charity, all his donations. 
he wanted to offer to the Guru and he bought horses for the Guru's happiness. So he bought five horses and they were all worth 100,000 each. They were all very strong, very agile. There was a group of about a thousand Sikhs who were coming from that area of Afghanistan to see the Guru. So he kind of went in with that group. In many smart ways, he hid the horses amongst that massive group so the Turks, the government, wouldn't steal the horses off him. He would perform great seva of the congregation who then all arrived at the Guru's court in the city of Ruhela. It was late night though when they all arrived so they didn't receive the darshan of the Guru then. They set up their camps and on the next day in the early morning, Guru Hargobind set up his court, his divan. The group came up to the Ardasiya Sikh the one who performs the Ardas, also called the Mevra. So the Ardasiya Sikh said to the group, now is the time to obtain the darshan of the Guru, to obtain pleasure of the exalted Guru. So the congregation took the offerings for the Guru, the jewelry, the clothes, all sorts of things, weapons, horses. The congregation had great love for the Guru in their heart. They went to obtain the Guru's darshan, who looked beautifully strong, seated on the takht, the throne. There was a Sikh who was constantly waving a whisk, and right in front of the Guru stood the Mevara, the Ardasya Sikh, who performed the Ardas, the supplication. The congregation came offering their items down and then bowing down to the lotus-like feet of the Guru. Within the minds of the congregation, great bliss arose, obtaining the darshan of the Guru of the world. Guru Hargavan looked over all the weapons and then looked at the strong horses. Looking at all of the horses, their colors, their forms, their strengths, how beautiful and strong they were, Guru Hargobind was so immensely happy that he cut away all the bonds of birth and death from that Sikh, Sopaga. The other Sikhs of the congregation, they all obtained their desires as well while looking at the Guru. After they obtained their desires, they had such love for the Guru sprout up in their heart, looking at the beautiful Guru who had such a radiant face, like the moon. They were absorbed in the Guru's darshan. They were so pleased and happy obtaining whatever they desired. They made their body fruitful in coming such a long distance to see the Guru. They stayed there for some days obtaining the Guru's darshan. Then eventually they left with great bliss in their heart. In countless ways they praised the Guru traveling along the path, traveling by the day and then resting at night. They were saying things like the Guru has taken avatar incarnation of the world to destroy the enemies, to please the congregations around the world. This is how they were praising the Guru and others were hearing it and would have the pull to go see the Guru as well. So that's how chapter 45 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear more about these horses that were offered to the Guru and also about the importance about reciting Gurbani correctly. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> शरण परेगा टेटरेगा गाजगेज करा गया वे गुरु आज बिन साहू के मान पावे ने आलो जावे सब चलेगा